Good evening. I want to take this opportunity to wish a happy Thanksgiving to those of you celebrating this holiday. And to everyone, I want to thank you for allowing me to spend this week with my family. If you are spending the holiday alone, just know I'm thinking of you. Use this time to write letters, get outdoors, volunteer, get in touch with others who are alone. There's a lot you can do. I'm listening to Veritas. You are not alone. Tonight, we have a special encore presentation for you. It's an interview I conducted nine years ago with Command Sergeant Major Robert O. Dean. Bob recently passed away, and this interview is a true classic. I hope you enjoy it. And remember that if you want to participate in our 10-year anniversary show, the deadline to submit your audio with your comments and a question is this Sunday, November 25th, 2018. Go to the member section for instructions. I hope you can make it because our 10-year anniversary is all about you, not me. You made this happen. I'll be back with you next week. And now, here's tonight's classic. Enjoy. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where we bring you disclosure, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. First, I want to welcome and thank our new Veritas members. You are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight's special guest is someone that is known in every international UFO circle. To me, even though we are very fortunate to still have him among us, he's already a legend. 
one of the most respected and sincere men I know, an officer and a gentleman, retired Command Sergeant Major Robert Dean, will be with us shortly. I will discuss and go into plenty of areas that may not have been discussed and disclosed before. So if you are not a Veritas member, this is a great opportunity to stop the audio and become a member so you can listen to the entire two hours of this show. And now, get ready to listen to a man who violates his security oath, not only because he believes the people have a right to know, but because the people have a need to know. UFOs, the military, deep underground bases, extraterrestrials among us, disclosure, and much more. Retired Command Sergeant Major Robert O. Dean has been engaged in the field of UFO research for the last 40 years. He began this research on active duty in the U.S. Army, where he served for 27 years. Additionally, from 1963 to 1967, he served at Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers Europe, SHAPE, NATO, as an intelligence analyst, and it was while he was at SHAPE that he removed a file from a security vault called The Assessment, an evaluation of possible military threat to Allied forces in Europe. According to Robert Dane, the document simply concludes that Earth has been for long under survey from several extraterrestrial civilizations. Robert Dean's current projects are directed toward gaining immunity for ex-military personnel who may shed some light on the UFO issue, enabling them to testify before a congressional hearing without fear of losing their pensions or a prosecution. And from one desert to another, retired Command Sergeant Major Robert O. Dean. Hello, Mr. Dean, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? Well, I'm fine, thank you. It is such a pleasure and an honor to have you on, sir. I have received a request from our audience to interview you all year long. But after your presentation at the Barcelona Exopolitics Summit, I really got flooded with requests, and it's a highlight for me, as well as your fans around the world who are listening. You really opened many eyes there in Barcelona. Why do you think your message and presentation was so powerful? Well, I wasn't aware that it really was that powerful. I, I, I got the impression that I was well-received at Barcelona. It was very gratifying to, uh, to see the turnout there at the conference, and it was also very encouraging to see the number of people who came up after my presentation and uh, not only thanked me, but indicated their own interest in the phenomenon. I find it uh, gratifying that particularly young people seem to be aware. They seem to be paying attention. And uh, that's my hope for our future, that the young the young people will come along and uh, insist on some honest answers from their government and do their own research and literally dig into what I consider to be the greatest story in human history. I... Uh, I must be honest with you and tell you that ever since I got involved with this thing back in 1964, I haven't been able to walk away from it. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I think I actually became obsessed with it when I realized the implications of this thing. The fact that there are advanced extraterrestrial intelligences 
they're literally in our midst, Mel. They they uh, they're all around us, and they've been all around us and involved in us for literally the beginning of our history. And to me, that that that's a hell of a big story, and uh, I can't leave it alone. I can't walk away from it. Hell, I'm going to be 81 on my next birthday, and uh, you know, I've often thought, why the hell don't I sit down and <laughs> retire and be a responsible retired gentleman, smoke my cigars, drink my good bourbon, and uh, to hell with the world. But I can't do it. I, I did that for five years, and I was encouraged and prodded and literally threatened by a lot of friends to get out and start speaking publicly again. I just got back from a a conference in the Bay Area up in San Jose last weekend. And again, I I was encouraged by the response and by the uh, by the fact that many many more people are paying attention, and I I think that's a good sign and it's a hopeful sign. So I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing actually, and I'm going off tomorrow to a, a conference in Burbank. That's right. Yeah, they've been sponsored. You know, Carrie and Bill. I th- are you familiar with the? the Camelot Project? Absolutely. They'll be with me in a few weeks to, to do a show with me. Yeah, well, Carrie, Carrie Cassidy and Bill Ryan are delightful people. And they're putting on a conference starting Saturday, the day after tomorrow, in Burbank. And I'm hopeful that the turnout there will be fairly well. And I know that it will. I want to get a question out of the way, Mr. Dean. In your opinion, why has the secrecy about UFOs, the truth embargo, continued for over 60 years. What are the real reasons? Well, there is not a reason, Mel. There are a number of reasons. First of all, when the reality impacted our our military at the end of World War II, it scared the hell out of them, frankly. Our our professional military had just concluded a terrible, terrible war. And uh, they're confronted with this this reality, this undeniable reality that uh, there are an advanced intelligence is here coming from God knows where, and they had no idea what their motives might have been, and uh, they responded with the typical military response, you know. Uh, hey, uh, we're paranoid, so let's <laughs> let's look at the worst possible thing that could happen, and let's try to prepare ourselves for it. And I think that was the initial response. They, they they responded in fear because they really didn't know what they were addressing. And then it became more apparent over the years of of the implications and the scope of what they were really addressing. And that scared the hell out of them more of them, you know. I mean, when you're confronted with uh, intelligences from God knows where, uh, with advanced technology that was so far beyond anything we had. You know, your your response is to be very cautious. And I think their response was probably normal back then. And then, of course, they they conducted the Brookings study in, uh, what, 1959-60. Right. And that report concluded that... Uh, if we were to encounter advanced extraterrestrial intelligence, 
that the response would probably be not to let the masses know about it. And uh, I think the Brookings Report, which was published and presented to Congress in 1961, I think that Brookings study actually became national policy. And I think to some extent it still is. Is it because it would shatter our paradigms, religions, our science? Is that the the main foundation for the Brookings Institute's report? Well, it won't just shatter <laughs> the foundations of science. It'll it'll shatter society itself if if the true story were to come out. You see, I don't think the true story, the whole story, is going to come out within the next 50 to 100 years, for God's sake. I used to believe, and I, I spent a lot of time and effort and energy uh, over the last 20 years to try to get Congress to pay attention. One of my plans and hopes was to get Congress to pay enough attention to, you know, form some committees, hold some hearings, grant congressional immunity to uh, retirees in particular, and uh, get the story out. Because I believe for many, many years that the American people not only had a right to know the, the truth, they had a need to know the truth. But over the years, Mel, I, I've, my views have changed a little. The more I've learned, and, and the more I've learned of the absolute scope and the vastness of this reality, the more I've concluded that maybe there are masses of people who are not ready for this. Uh, to give you an example, just look look at the theological problem on our planet right now. Good Lord, man, we've got, you know, Muslims butchering Christians and, and Jews and Jews butchering Muslims and Hindus and Muslims butchering each other in India and Pakistan and and then, good Lord, you've even got Muslims butchering Muslims with the Shiites and the Sunnis at each other's throat. Right. You, you, you've got a, um, a worldwide problem here <clears throat> that the last thing they really need is to have something as vast as this reality dumped in front of them. I, I don't know whether the masses of people, Mel, could deal with that. But one could say that if disclosure were to occur worldwide, and their paradigms actually shatter to oblivion, and then all of a sudden their foundations of religion may not be what they were used to. If everything changes and we turn into one, one consciousness, wouldn't that be enough justification to do it? Well, your point is well taken, and uh, from my from my original point when I began this thing, I, I always did believe, and I, I still do believe, that the, the the realization, if people could grasp the realization of, of this whole story and would grasp who they are and what they are as human beings and realize that spiritually we're all the same. We're all human beings with a divine spark within us that uh, I kept thinking that this knowledge itself would... Uh, bring about an expansion of consciousness among the human race that might hopefully bring us together. And uh, that was a dream of mine, and it still is, that uh, the, the day will come when the wars will cease and people will grasp 
that uh, they are brothers and sisters, and uh, we're all one family. We're all one member of the members of one human race. I think that will happen. I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime, but you know, I'm not going to be around that much longer. But I'm hopeful, and I am very optimistic about the future of the human race. I I think the human race is going to make it, because as I have jokingly said over the years, we've got some good friends in high places. No pun intended. We really do have some uh, advanced intelligences out there that are essentially uh, benevolent. And I think they do seem to care about whether we're going to make it or not. And I think your message resonates so much with the youth because you truly speak from the heart. At your age, you keep moving forward, you keep releasing information and letting us know that the paradigms that we have may not be the reality that we grew up with. But we have MUFON, exopolitics, conferences all over the world. But are we any closer to disclosure or is it the intelligence apparatus feeding us this information? <laughs> you sh it sounds like you may have attended one of my presentations not too long ago. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've been, I've been having a little fun with uh, some old friends, and I, I put together what I call a parable, the parable of the three Stevens and the apocalypse. <laughs> And, uh, You're not talking about uh, Stephen Bassett, Stephen Greer, or somebody else, right? And, and Steven Spielberg. Uh, okay. And my, my point, Mel, is that, uh, you know, I, I, I know Bassett, and I know Greer, and I've known them for years. And, and they're, they're lovely people. Uh, they're good friends. They were both at the conference with me over in Barcelona. Yes. And, and Bassett and Greer have been, you know, thumping the, the Bible, as it were, to... Uh, to get disclosure, to get the government to hold a news conference, to get the government to tell the truth, uh, demand the government, answer the people's questions, blah, you know, and on and on and on and on. And I, I don't think it's going to happen, Mel, because that's not the way government works. I, ca I cannot even conceive of somebody in government, the president or somebody, you know, saying, hey, guys, uh, we're going to have a news conference here. And we're going to fill you in on some interesting bits of information that we've kind of kept from you over the years. Uh, yeah, how about that? You know, uh, alien intelligences are in our midst, and they've been here for a long, long time. How about that? Now, uh, weather and sports next, you see. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Hey, no, that ain't going to happen. That's not the way government does things. You don't open the lid on Pandora's box, damn it. Uh, you open it just a little bit, and all the furies come pouring out. You know, the, you know. I think everybody's aware of the old Greek legend of Pandora, and they op she opened the box, and and all the sins and horror and the furies came out, and they've been with us ever since. Well, this this UFO matter. Damn, I hate that word. I hate the word UFO. It's just so inappropriate. Uh, that almost well, it was makes, made for a reason. That almost makes me as mad as little green men. Yes. And uh, but the point is that's not going to happen. But I will tell you this, and and I've got some pretty good evidence to support this. That the, this the, a disclosure, or at least a form of disclosure, is already underway and has been underway for some time. And that's where the, Steven uh, Spielberg comes in. And I point out to people that. Uh, 
Just look at the movies that that young producer. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.